It's time to break down the Buffalo Bills week two opponent, the challenges they present, and what the Bills need to do to deal with them today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. I want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout-out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, I appreciate y'all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Well, folks, it's time to shift our attention away from the New York Jets and what happened in week one and focus in on week two. The Bills. The Raiders. Yesterday, we did the crossover discussion with your boy Q, the outstanding host of Lockdown Raiders. And now I'm going to break down this football game and preview it in the way that I like to do it. So let's get into the weeds with the Bills matchup in week two. The Bills home opener, week two. They play host to the Las Vegas Raiders. The game will be played on Sunday, September 17th at 1 p.m. Eastern time at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York. The game will be broadcasted on CBS. Kevin Harlan is on the play-by-play. Trent Green is your game analyst. And Melanie Collins is the sideline reporter. This is going to be the 43rd all-time meeting between the Bills and Raiders. And they've split those previous 42 matchups evenly. The Bills have a 21-21 and record all-time against the Raiders. The last time these two teams played was in October of 2020. A 30-23 to win for the Bills over the Raiders. And so far, Sean McDermott is 2-0 in his career coaching the Bills against the Raiders. The Bills, as you know, enter this game 0-1 with the loss to the Jets. And the Raiders are actually 1-0. They beat the Denver Broncos in Week 1 in Denver by one point. 17-16 win for the Raiders in Week 1. The head coach of the Raiders is Josh McDaniels. He's 47 years old. This is his second season as the Raiders head coach. They went 6-11 last year in his first season, and they're 1-0 so far this year, bringing his record to 7-11 in Vegas. Now, he was previously the head coach of the Broncos for about two seasons, 2009 through 2010, and he went 11-17 before he was fired in Week 13 of his second season. And of course, Josh McDaniels, he's really best known for his stretch as being the Patriots offensive coordinator. He held that title for 13 years. So a lot of the Patriot elements of what offensive football is, you're going to see with this Raiders football team. Quarterback for the Raiders is Jimmy Garoppolo. He's 31 years old, six foot two, 225 pounds, a second round pick number 62 overall in 2014 out of Eastern Illinois by the New England Patriots. He started his career as Tom Brady's backup for about two and a half seasons, 
And then he was traded to the 49ers, and he was with San Francisco from 2017 through 2022. And with the Raiders, or excuse me, with the 49ers, he had a pretty successful stretch, 38-17 and as the starting quarterback in terms of the record there, and that included a Super Bowl appearance and a lot of success. Now, they never really fully committed to him. They felt like they were ready to move on. They paid him a decent contract, and then not long after, they moved up in the draft and you know got to that number three pick so they can get to Trey Lance to move on from Jimmy G, and Trey Lance never really worked out. Jimmy G's back in the lineup. Then Brock Purdy comes along because Jimmy G gets hurt. A really strange situation, but Jimmy G has been the quarterback of teams that just win football games. Two starts in New England. They're 2-0. and 1-0 so far in Vegas and uh, a really stellar 38-17 and mark as the 49er starter. So a career 41-17 and record as an NFL starting quarterback with a passer rating, a career passer rating of 99.7. So far, just one game, obviously, in 2023 against the Denver Broncos. Jimmy G was 20 of 26 in the game uh, for 200 yards, threw two touchdowns, had one interception. He's a pocket passer, right? Not much of a threat to run. A guy that wants to hit his back foot and get the ball out of his hands, a rhythm-type passer. Now, I don't think we have a meaningful enough sample size yet of data to really get into his splits and break them down like we're going to about the next couple weeks moving forward when we talk about the Bills opposing quarterbacks. But let's talk a little bit about what he did against Denver. 29 dropbacks against the Denver Broncos. And in those 29 dropbacks, he had three scrambles and 26 throws, so 26 passing attempts. His average time to throw was 2.9 seconds, which is a little bit high. Uh, I'd expect that to be a number that they want to be lower, but he held on to the football for a little longer than I anticipated against Denver. Uh, Of the 26 throws, eight were play-action passes, so a play-action percentage of 28%. That's where I'd like to see the Bills, up in that upper 20s, low 30s in terms of play-action percentage. They only ran two screens, so 7% of the throws were screens. An average depth of target of 7.8 yards down the field. And of the 26 throws, three of them were attempted deep, which means over 20 yards from the line of scrimmage. And he completed two of those three passes. He was 7 of 26 targets, um, not 7 of 26 completions, but of the 26 targets, 7 of them were between 10 and 19 yards of the line of scrimmage, and then 12 of the 26 targets were between 0 and 9 yards of the line of scrimmage, with 4 of the 26 throws being targeted before the line of scrimmage, so not even a a forward beyond the line of scrimmage, so from behind the line of scrimmage. So 16 of 26 passing attempts were within nine yards of the line of scrimmage, 62% of his throw. So not a lot of pushing the ball down the field, although, like I mentioned, of the three times he pushed the ball down the field 20 yards or more, he did complete two of them against the Denver Broncos. Now, Denver was not able to be successful with their pass rush at all. They did not sack him. And they only pressured him on four of the 29 dropbacks, which is a pressure rate of just 13.8%. And so Denver uh, was not really able to affect him in terms of creating pressure and putting him uh, under stress and making him speed up his process. He was pretty comfortable back there, averaging 2.9 seconds average time to throw and um, only being pressured four out of 29 dropbacks. Stylistically, this Raiders offense is going to look a lot like the Patriots offenses through the years timing-based passing offense. 
a gap run scheme, a power run scheme. They're going to use a fullback and they're going to run the ball downhill. They're going to have those wham blocks. They're going to create extra gaps. The typical gap power run scheme that we've seen from the New England Patriots. But just wanted to kind of get our feet wet in this conversation with the nuts and bolts, talk about the head coach and the quarterback, and we're going to get much more in depth with the dynamics of this football team offensively and defensively here in just a moment. But first, I need to tell you about game time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, but you know what? Sometimes it is. Game time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets. They have a best price guarantee. And so with all that, you can stop stressing over getting the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. The app is awesome. Game time app. Love it. They have flash deals. They have last-minute tickets. They give you an image of the seat view so you know exactly what to expect when you get to the venue. They have great prices, and the app is super easy to navigate. And did I mention they have last-minute tickets? So you can forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Plus, they send the emails, or excuse me, they send the tickets directly to your phone. There's no email, so it's super easy to get your tickets. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, let's talk about this Raiders offense against this Bills defense. The offensive coordinator is Mick Lombardi, 34 years old. He's in his second season as the Raiders offensive coordinator and as an NFL offensive coordinator. In 2022, under Lombardi and McDaniels, the Raiders were 22nd in yards per game and 12th in points per game. But that was an offense that featured Derek Carr as the starting quarterback, and obviously they've transitioned away from Derek Carr and brought in Jimmy Garoppolo to be the quarterback of this football team. Last week in week one against the Denver Broncos, they scored 17 points. They had 22 first downs. They were 5 of 11 converting third downs. They had 261 total yards, which is not much. 200 of that passing, 61 rushing, so not a ton of you know production here offensively. They averaged only 2.1 yards per rush, which I'm sure is a very disappointing mark for them, giving Josh Jacobs in a physical offensive line. They were two of four scoring touchdowns in the red zone. They turned the ball over one time, a Jimmy G interception. They did not allow a sack and averaged 4.7 yards per play. Let's talk about this personnel that the Raiders have on offense. And they have they have some star power here in terms of their skill guys. Devontae Adams, their number one wide receiver. Been one of the best receivers in the league for a number of years. Of course, a lot of that, or pretty much all of that, coming with the Green Bay Packers. Last year was his first year with the Raiders. This is now his second season in Vegas. And what Adams has proven is that he can produce no matter who's throwing him the football. And so uh, after a nice stretch there with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, had a very productive season last year with Derek Carr. And then, of course, now he's with Jimmy Garoppolo. But we're talking about one of the premier receivers in the NFL a really dynamic route runner. He's a guy with amazing body control, hands, and ball skills. He's not the most explosive guy, right? He's not going to just run by people, but the way he sets up his routes, the way he creates leverage, the way he catches the football with consistency, Devon, that, that's what makes Devontae Adams a really good player. I mean, in some ways, reminiscent of the style of receiver that DeAndre Hopkins is. 
Um, but I think he's aging a lot better than DeAndre Hopkins. So the Bills are tasked with dealing with one of the elite receivers in the NFL in this game. They've also got a really good slot receiver in Hunter Renfro, very traditional slot receiver, twitchy route runner, plucky hands, um, feisty with the ball in his hands. You know, that typical Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, Patriot style slot receiver. And he was not much of the game. You know, he wasn't a big part of the game plan last week against Denver. I, I anticipate them wanting to ramp him up quite a bit. Now, they also have Jacoby Myers, who they paid to come over from the New England Patriots. And we've certainly seen a lot of Jacoby Myers from playing against the Patriots throughout the years. Another guy that doesn't necessarily bring a ton of explosiveness, but route running, hands, body control, that's how he wins. And he was very effective in week one, nine catches, 81 yards, and two touchdowns against the Broncos. But he had a concussion. He's in concussion protocol. And so his status is very much up in the air for Sunday. Um, Their next receiver, DeAndre Carter, who's more of a return guy, a gadgety type player. He's been pretty productive when he gets touches, but never a high volume type guy when it comes to opportunities. Trey Tucker, a rookie. Uh, But I think this is, from a receiver perspective, going to be about Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro, and then we'll see if Jacoby Myers is able to play. At tight end, they don't have Darren Waller anymore. He's a New York Giant, and they're turning to Austin Hooper, who's a veteran tight end. Uh, not a very dynamic player, but one of those just cerebral vets. He's going to block okay. He's going to get to his spots as a pass catcher, catch when the ball's thrown to him. Not a big-time separator or dynamic athlete with the ball in his hands, but a serviceable tight end. And he's backed up by Michael Mayer, who uh, was a really exciting prospect, a rookie this year out of Notre Dame. Uh, some people thought he was the best tight end in the class. Obviously, Dalton Kincaid was the first one drafted, and we we're hopeful that Dalton Kincaid's very clearly the best tight in the class, but Michael Mayer certainly had his fans coming out of Notre Dame. We'll see what his role is this week. Now, I mentioned star power. Devontae Adams is certainly where that conversation can start, but they also have Josh Jacobs at running back, who is coming off a great season, over 1,600 yards, um, young player still, a guy that is a physical downhill runner that really has good contact balance and vision, and one of those pure runners, a guy that can legitimately you can run an offense through him. And he didn't have much production last week against Denver. I'm sure he's looking to get things on track against the Bills, but that'll be a big test for the Buffalo Bills is Josh Jacobs and a, you know one of the elite running backs in all of football. I'm sure he's going to be a huge part of the Raiders' game plan. They don't really get the ball to any other running backs. I mean, very little carries for anyone else uh, in this backfield not named Josh Jacobs. The RB2 is Zamir White who's a young player out of Georgia that has a lot of physical upside, but this running back is literally, this running back situation is literally just Josh Jacobs, and he's that type of guy. He's one of those true bell cow running backs in the NFL. Now, they also play a fullback a good amount. Uh, Jacob Johnson, who, former Patriot, um, 6'3", 255 pounds. He's a hammer. He's one of those guys that they're going to have lead blocking for Josh Jacobs, and you know he's going to have a lot of size that he brings to the table. And you know we talk about these Bills linebackers. They're small, they're undersized, and so they're going to have to take him on and uh, remain firm. So a big challenge with the power running style of the Raiders against the Bills, how they like to play defense, and um, they're going to have to be physical. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. But Josh Jacobs, Samir White, Jacob Johnson, their running back situation. Let's talk about their offensive line, their left tackle, Colton Miller. 
one of the better left tackles in the NFL, very, very athletic, um, has really developed, was a former first-round pick. He's been a fixture for them at left tackle, certainly an above-average starter. Their left guard is a young player, Dylan Parham, a second-year guy out of Memphis. I really liked him coming out of the draft. He got a chance to start last year, and I think he's got a bright future. I'm not sure he's arrived yet, but I think he's going to be a solid starter for them. Their center is Andre James, who I would say is a serviceable starting center in the NFL. Their right guard, this will be a name that you guys know, Greg Van Roten is the starting right guard for this football team. And if you perked up, then you probably should have because I think that's their weak link. That's the guy that you can have on this offensive line. And then the right tackle is Jermaine Illumineur, who he bounced around quite a bit to start his career. Uh, but he's found a found a home here with the Raiders, had his best season last year, and looks to be at least a, a you know an adequate level starting right tackle in the NFL, especially for this style of offense where they really want to lean into a power run game and he can move bodies. And so that's their offensive line. I think you've got a, a, a reasonable group. I don't think this is a top-tier unit. I think they're they're a little bit underwhelming in the middle just because I think Dylan Parham is still developing, and I think they have just a sufficient starter and Andre James, but I think Greg Van Roten at right guard is very much a replacement-level starter. And so I think that's where you can have some wins. And you know, Jermaine Illumineur is a better run blocker than pass blocker, and so I think you can win with speed against him. Uh, the strength of their offensive line is clearly their left tackle in Colton Miller. So what are my keys for the Bills' defense against this Raiders offense? I got three things today for you. Number one is get ready for a downhill rushing attack. Josh Jacobs, physical downhill runner. They run gap concepts. They're going to create extra gaps. They're going to throw that fullback at you. And so this is one of those games where you got to be firm with your run fits. You got to compete for your gap. You got to fight pressure with pressure. You got to get off blocks. You got to make tackles. And so this will be a nice test. I know that. There's a lot of concerns about the Bills' run defense. I'm concerned about getting gashed in the run game, giving up the long explosive runs, right? I think historically the Bills have been really good snap to snap, but there's one or two runs every single week where the Bills just have a tendency to get gashed. And, you know, Josh Jacobs, for a bigger back, I mean, he's got plenty of speed, so he can rip off some long runs. So definitely a big test. I think that's the number one test in this football game is not allowing – them to just pound the rock and steal your will and sustain drives and um, you know keep Josh Allen on the sideline. I think they're going to lean into this rushing offense. It was not as productive as they probably hoped it would be last week against Denver. I'm sure they're looking to get that on track on Sunday. Number two is make plays on the football. Jimmy G, I mean, he's been a good player throughout his career. I mean, at least a serviceable starter. We talked about his win-loss record. He's got a really good career passer rating, but He's very turnover prone as well. I know that Josh Allen right now, we talk about turnovers with him, and I'm not trying to take the spotlight away from Josh Allen and his turnover problems, but Jimmy G's had him as well. Um, Josh Allen's career interception percentage, 2.4%. What's Jimmy G's? 2.4%. So identical interception percentages for their career. And then when you look at turnover-worthy plays, Josh Allen for his career, 4% rate of turnover-worthy plays Jimmy G's at three and a half percent. I mean, he's right there, a half a percent away. So, you know, Josh or Jimmy G's one of those quarterbacks that will um, give the ball away. And I think this is an opportunity for the Bills to make some plays on the football and um, see if you can get some turnovers from a guy that is not necessarily always safe with the football. And the number three is pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that's where Denver 
um, kind of struggled. They, they didn't get any pressure on Jimmy G, and it's not like he he diced him up. He had 200 yards passing, right? Um, but I think you have some opportunities to win um, with your defensive line against their offensive line. I think those interior guys, guys like Jordan Phillips and Ed Oliver, should be able to win some one-on-ones. And you saw what Leonard Floyd and Greg Rousseau can do as edge rushers, and I think with Jermaine Luminer as that right tackle, that's kind of your best chance to win and win as uh, – as pass rushers, because I mean, like I mentioned, he's a more physical downhill run blocker that I think you can have him in pass protection. So you have some opportunities there, especially on that right side with Greg Van Roten playing next to Jermaine Illumineur. So get some pressure on Jimmy G. I think he got some opportunities here to win one-on-ones when it comes to the defensive left and the offensive right. So get ready for that downhill rushing attack, make plays in the football because Jimmy G will put it in harm's way and then get pressure on him and win some of those matchups that are favorable for you when it comes to the Bills' defensive line against the Raiders' offensive line. All right, let's talk about the Raiders' defense and all the challenges that they present here in just a moment. But first, this show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way that we do until we talk things through. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Locked on. Folks, got to tell you about prize picks. It is the funnest way and the easiest way and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. The format, I love it. It is awesome. It is just you versus the numbers. It's not you versus thousands of other players, which often includes the pros. It includes the sharks. It's just you versus the numbers. All you do is select two or more players. You pick more or less on their projected stats and you place your entry. That's it. Doesn't take long. Picks can be made in under a minute, and then when you win, the withdrawals are super quick and easy. I love watching football, and I love it even more when I have a, a, a prize picks entry. Uh, it just makes watching the games that much more exciting. So go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, let's talk about this Raiders defense against the Bills offense. Raiders defense is coordinated by Patrick Graham, who's 44 years old. He's in his second season as the Raiders defensive coordinator and his fifth season overall as an NFL defensive coordinator. So he was Miami's DC in 2019. Then he was with the Giants for two years, 2020 and 2021. And then he's been with the Raiders this year and of course last year. 2022 under Patrick Graham, the Raiders um, were 28th in total defense and 26th in scoring defense, so a, a defense that was not very good last year. Week one against Denver, they allowed 16 points. Again, Denver, Russell Wilson, Sean Payton's first game as the coach. They were down with they were down some players at receiver as well. Had an injury to their starting tight end. You know, it was definitely a defensive struggle in week one when the Raiders and Broncos played, but they allowed 16 points. 22 first downs. They gave up a first down on five of 11 third down opportunities. They gave up only 260 total yards, 94 rushing yards, 166 passing yards, 
and allowed a touchdown on two of three trips that Denver had in the red zone. Let's talk about their personnel. And I'll just be honest with you. This defensive personnel is very underwhelming. There's a couple of good players here, but for the most part, a lot of youth and a lot of replacement-level guys. And I have high expectations for the Bills' offense against this defense. Their defensive tackles is a very underwhelming group. Bilal Nichols, who's got some pass rush ability, not much of a run stuffer. John Jenkins, who's been a replacement-level nose tackle for a number of years in the NFL. Byron Young, a rookie out of Alabama. And Adam Butler, who's been uh, a a rotational-type defensive lineman throughout the years. Gives you some pass rush ability, but never a guy that's commanded a ton of snaps. So I I think this is a very below-average defensive tackle group. On the edge, defensive ends. You know, one of the most special players in the NFL, Max Crosby. I raved about him yesterday on Crossover Thursday. I think he's one of the best defensive players in the entire NFL. Talk about Miles Garrett and TJ Watt and Nick Bosa. Max Crosby's right there. He's just as good of a player, uh, an elite pass rusher in the league, can win in so many different ways. And Spencer Brown's going to have a big, 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 I mean, huge task on Sunday against Max Crosby. And so, uh, we'll talk about that in just a moment, but just know they have an elite pass rusher. Now, the good news for Buffalo is that they don't have much else. Chandler Jones, not available. One of the strangest situations in the entire NFL. Don't really understand what's going on, but I don't think there's any chance he's playing on Sunday. They started Jerry Tillery, who's a defensive tackle at defensive end. Um, has some athleticism, but is a very, very poor run defender. Um, we'll see what his role is on Sunday. They drafted Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech with a top 10 pick this past year. I'm a big Tyree Wilson fan. It's his second career game. Didn't have much of an offseason, was, was injured and worked back. I think he's have he's going to have a bright career. I'm not sure it's going to start in week two. And they also have Malcolm Kuntz, um, who is a flashy pass rusher, but he's always been hurt. If he can stay healthy, I think he can help them. But uh, a guy that just has never been able to do that throughout his time in the NFL. So their defensive line, they've got Max Crosby and a bunch of very ordinary to below average players. Their linebackers, this is uh this is not a, a good group either. Uh Robert Spillane is uh and Divine Diablos are two linebackers. Spillane, I think, is a, a replacement level starter. Surprise he has the opportunity to start after what he showed in Pittsburgh over the last few years. Very poor player in coverage. And um Bill should have some opportunities there. And Divine Diablo was a safety hybrid type player at Virginia Tech that's made the full transition to linebacker. Uh, really his first year as a guy that is expected to play all the snaps for them. And so I think he's very much a work in progress and another opportunity for the Bills to go after a guy that's in uh, in an unfamiliar position with his transition and a little bit of a leaner linebacker. And there should be some opportunities there. At cornerback, um, they got a rookie starter in Jacorian Bennett out of Maryland. Uh, and Marcus Peters, who they signed late in the offseason. Uh, we know him, a veteran, spent a lot of time with the Baltimore Ravens, a guy that can make some plays on the ball, but his consistency is very poor. He doesn't tackle anybody. Um, and so that's their corners. And then their slot player, Nate Hobbs, is actually a very good slot player. Uh, really, really like how he started his career. Young player out of Illinois that I think is going to be one of the better slot players in the NFL. So I think that's kind of the strength of their corner situation is Nate Hobbs. At safety, uh, Trayvon Merrig, who had a great rookie season, thought he fell off a bit last year. A ball hawk, I think he's got some versatility. I think he's going to be a good player for them. And they signed a veteran, Marcus Epps, who had a good year last year for the Eagles. They signed him in free agency to be the other starter. So a pretty formidable pair of safeties there. 
But overall, I mean, just when you look at the collective talent that this team has on defense, and it's it's very below average. And I'm expecting a lot from the Bills offense against this unit. Uh, what are my keys for the Bills offense against this defense? The first one, Max Crosby. Don't 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 let him wreck the game. Spencer Brown's going to be overmatched. There's no question about it. You got to help him out. And especially because they don't necessarily have other defensive linemen that get you super concerned. And so help, this is, this can't be a Spencer Brown on an island versus Max Crosby situation. There needs to be help for Spencer in this game. If you're expecting Spencer Brown to go out and play great football, it, it's it, that's just a big ask. This is one of the toughest players in the league to defend, and the Bills have to have a plan to help Spencer Brown at right tackle. Uh, number two is attack these outside corners. Marcus Peters, Jacorian Bennett, a rookie second year or a rookie player in their second game of Jacorian Bennett. That he wasn't like a premier high pick or anything like that. Um, you got to go after him. You got to go after Marcus Peters, who he can make some plays in the ball, but I mean, athletically, he's not what he once was. He doesn't tackle anybody. Stefan Diggs should have some big time wins against those players. And so I'd be very aggressive throwing the football and targeting these corners. And then number three is test the linebackers. I mean, Robert Spillane and Divine Diablo, that's got to be a bottom 10 pair of linebackers in the NFL. You should have some opportunities to win there, to put them in conflict, get the RPOs going, uh, maybe some zone read. And just, you know, you talk about putting linebackers in conflict and no matter what they do, they're wrong. Take advantage of that opportunity against these guys. And so I think, look, the Bills offense should be very productive against the Raiders. And if not, then we're going to have some real tough conversations next week. Real quick on special teams, their kicker, Daniel Carlson, in his seventh season, one of the best kickers in the game. I'd call him an elite kicker. He's over 92% each of the last three seasons. He makes from from distance for his career. This is unbelievable. 24 of 29 for his career from beyond 50 yards. He was an all-pro over the last two seasons. If they get to the 55, or excuse me, 45, so uh, or my math is bad on the fly here, but if their field goals are going to be 60 and in, they're going to get points. So if they get to the 50-yard line, they're they're in scoring distance. This guy's a premier kicker. Their punter is also elite. A.J. Cole, his fifth season, uh, has been a pro bowler in the last two years, one of the best punters in all of football. And then the return guy is DeAndre Carter. He's a very solid and experienced option, not immune to some ball handling issues as a punt returner, but uh, a solid, reliable player for them, especially as a kick returner and um, a serviceable punt returner. So really good specialist and a veteran in DeAndre Carter who's handling the return duties. So that's the Raiders. That's the team the Bills face in week two. Um, certainly a game that I have high expectations for the Bills. They're favored by nearly 10 points. They're at home. They need to bounce back after that goofy loss to the Jets. Four turnovers from Josh Allen. You blew a 10-point halftime lead. Uh, you study the tape of that Jets game, and I certainly talked about it a lot this week, but I felt like there's a lot of good outside of Josh Allen in that game. And so I think this is a great opportunity for Josh to get right and for the Bills to get some momentum and get a win and um, play good football in front of the home audience. So excited for Sunday. Looking forward to it. Can't get here soon enough. High expectations for how the Bills should perform. And um, we'll talk more about it tomorrow. I'll give you my final thoughts on the matchup. We'll talk to Dr. Kyle Trimble of Banged Up Bills about the injuries. And then, of course, my five predictions for the Bills against the Raiders all coming your way in our last conversation before Sunday afternoon. So don't miss anything. Make sure that you're subscribed. We'd love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Go Bills. And I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.